and welcome to another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. I'm Nick, and I didn't mess up the intro. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. D. Hello there. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Uh, we're joined by Craig. What have you got? Okay. Um, and did some cleaning, uh, cleared away the Christmas decorations, and uh, I found a P Dubs. Oh, hello. I am, I am here. Good I stuff. am still still around. Yeah, what would announce if uh, if you'd have been sacked or buggered off? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I've never sacked anyone, but you know. Yeah. No. Well, I, well actually, yeah, sacked off a podcast. There's a few. There's a few people. There's a few people. Uh, won't name names. Uh, I'm joking. You're safe. His wife for now. Literally, his wife's in bed with COVID. Stop picking on him. <laughs> um, I, just before we start, um, we got a mess. We get. We we sometimes get uh, messages, which is always nice from from listeners. But we got one um, the other day. I'm not gonna. Not going to name them, um, but uh, it's a really nice message and kind of um, kind of put into perspective a little bit about what we do, why we do it, blah blah blah. Um, some people listen to this, and this is their kind of window into the Disney parks, and they're not able to go for various reasons, or they've not been able to go, but they're looking forward to going, and. You know, we we're not always positive on this show. One thing that people have always said uh, uh, when they've been negative about this is the fact that uh, too much Nick, way too much Nick, and you know, oh, it's a bit of a downer sometimes. And yet, the thing is, that's because we try and be honest about stuff, and really, that's because you know, it, not everything's great with Disney all the time. And we'd rather be honest and, and open about that as we possibly could be. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is some people's way of, you know, being involved in Disney and, and hearing about the parks and sharing in people's trips and, you know, hearing what's going on. And it brings a smile to their face. And um, just getting a message like that really kind of hammered home about the effect that we can have on people doing this and so you know sometimes it you know it does feel like a bit of a thankless task um you know we put a lot of time a lot of effort into doing these i know it doesn't always appear that way but honestly it you know that's what it is and getting messages like that from people saying that it has a, a positive effect for them um it is just wonderful so um i just wanted to say thank you uh for reaching out and and um and saying that and also to anyone else who, who might be in that situation as well um thank you and, and please you know if you want to ask questions if you want to uh reach out to us about things if you want to leave us feedback please do um good or bad you know we we enjoy hearing from you you know otherwise it's just you know some some men and occasionally some women sitting around talking about disney so um hearing from you uh helps us be better 
uh, and want to do more. So, um, you know, to the listener who sent that message in, thank you. Uh, Really appreciated it. I think we all did. But before we start talking about the other things that we talk about, we should always uh, ask what everybody's drinking. So, uh, Craig, I know you're drinking already. So what are you drinking? What? Oh, it was a imaginary bottle. I was drinking um, from the rich tapestry of life. Can you drink from a tapestry? Uh, an imaginary one, you can. Jesus Christ! I thought it would leak through. He had a he had a can what? of dandelion the other day. Was it dandelion? Ginger, Damn, rhubarb, I'm... rhubarb. Rhubarb, yeah. Do you remember that film? Oh, well, that is a should... classic film. That. Funny you should say that. Oh, rhubarb ginger coming. Spoilers. What are you drinking yeah. today? I've got, and this is one of my Christmas stash, strawberry and rhubarb hard seltzer. And I, I don't know what it's like. I've never tried it. It is a lady drink. The, well, the worrying thing is, right, it says... um. Alcoholic fruit infused sparkling water. And when you, you read the ingredients, right, it says um, water. Because there's more because there's more to this than just natural fruit juice, sparkling water and alcohol. It doesn't actually specify what the alcohol is. I think it's I think it's just like a raw it says it says one of the blah blah, blah clean blah 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 rhubarb juice um sparkling water and a and a splash of alcohol, but it doesn't actually see what the alcohol is. I think it's like jet fuel or something like that. <laughs> it's um, is it like a, is it like a bit of a hard seltzer type thing? Yeah, it's hard like seltzer. Yeah, it's a hard seltzer. Essence. It's, I mean, generally in those drinks, it's kind of like a vodka schnapps type concoction. Yeah. It's that kind of alcohol where it's yeah. uh, doesn't have much of a, a taste to it. Uh, like you know, if you had a whiskey or something, it would have a much stronger, uh, overpowering yeah. taste of the other the other things. So it's more like that. Yeah, um, yeah that's quite nice, refreshing. Refresh, which is exactly what you need on uh, a really cold January <laughs> night. Um, P Dubs, what are you drinking? Yeah, I'm leaning into the uh, stereotypical January night drink. I've got a pucker berry night tea. Berry night tea. So mm. I'm guessing what's that decaf? Yeah, yeah. Green tea. Fair that, I didn't think you could get any more lady than hard seltzer, but you were drinking rhubarb the other day. Yeah, and listening to that podcast of you in the blooming soap shop. Oh, mate. I mean, I cut, I cut some of that that soap chat out because I mean, <laughs> she was doing the hard sell. You've never seen somebody fold so quickly as Craig buying overpriced fucking beauty products like it, was it, the, was... it was the fact that she comes out and and grabs him and he's literally gone it's five seconds and he's i was trying shop. to i was trying to stay out of the shop and she dragged me in as well or she, she didn't drag me in but because like they were both kind of beckoned me in so i went in but the funniest thing is what we didn't record because we stopped recording at that point and when she's actually doing the transaction to him she kept making these jokes about her being polish but she wasn't going to steal anything Oh. Which no one had alluded ah, to at all. 
Very it strange. is 90 pounds. Oh, did I say 90? I'm at 900. <laughs> yeah, Craig, that as well. Craig has to check his bank statement. Um, it was hilarious. Um, unfortunately, uh, for reasons that are apparent if uh, for those that have heard it on the Patreon, uh, it will never be released publicly. Um, but if you want to go listen to it, then it is <laughs> within the thirty seconds of Craig's intro, it wasn't going out to the public. No, 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 no. That's very true. Um, but yeah, me and Craig uh, saw each other for the first time in uh, in almost two years. For the first time, over two years, wasn't it? He couldn't have been more cockney yeah. if he'd have had jelly deals hanging from his ears, which I would have done and... had the seagulls not attacked. But... <laughs> Yeah, I was very cockney that day. Our very own stepdad and son. Yeah. Oh, you saw the pictures, didn't you? Yes. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you know, if you've been sitting on the fence about joining our Patreon, then there's a good reason. Uh, you get to hear. Uh, how long is it? About, about an hour. About an hour yeah. of us walking around London, and there is uh, there is another episode uh, we recorded in, in uh, Starbucks that's coming out next week as well. Not quite as juicy as the first one. Um, right, let's go and have a look at uh, what's going on in the parks. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com The home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Right, Craigifer, I'm going to come to you because you had an inquiry. Oh, it, I mean, it's like it's like all of a sudden we've we've got these wonderful listeners who keep messaging us and saying, "I'm a listener and and I love you and it's boss." So, um, K's ways. <laughs> I don't think that's a real name. Uh, Message me. Why, why, do you, why do you think it's not? Because, I mean, come on. It's like Boston White. After <laughs> <Okay. laughs> just saying. Um, um, she's a fellow Scouser, so brownie Ugh. points. Uh, she's a massive fan of that Disney Parks podcast and that Universal podcast. And she's, abso- she's had absolutely crazy prices for August 2023, two adults, two kids. Um, so she's a little bit cheaper than what mine would be because mine are all, um, we're four adults now, basically. Um, and she was wondering if we could give her some advice on the best time of year to book Disney. At the time of writing, she'd budgeted £3,000 for food but hoping the dining plan comes back. And the dream is two to three nights at Universal Cabana Bay and 14 nights at Pop Century in mid-August, um, coming home in September. And the prices that she's been getting are 10000 just for the Disney portion or 11000 plus with the Universal. So potentially £14,000. Um. 
when when was she looking to go? Like, was it this year? No. Was it next year? No, no, 23, 23, 23, August 23. Same time as me, roughly. I think we're going at the start of August. They're looking towards the end and into September, which is the best time to go in August because yeah. the Americans go back to school and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and it I does mean, tend it... to get quieter and, and a bit cheaper beginning of September. So if you can go as late as possible, well, I'm assuming she needs to stick to the school holidays if she can yeah. go as late as possible. The problem is, jet, like, and I mean, I don't know what the schools are like in Liverpool, Craig. I mean, obviously, not very good at education, judging by you. But um, I mean, in times, ah, in terms look of at Eve. yeah, they've got better, obviously, much better. Okay. Um, Heard him off. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what the holidays are like up there, but. Um, I think this year, and I mean, uh, oh, sorry, not this year, last year. And, okay, we, we've been in COVID times and, you know, things have been delayed and, you know, whatnots and, and, and everything. But I think my daughter was back on, like, the the 2nd or 3rd of September. Like, it was really early. So Yeah, this year it's the 1st of September for, for our area, West Sussex. Yeah. Which is early. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same for us. Yeah. So, I mean, less, the, yeah. so the the problem is, you know, a lot of schools will, um, you know, won't let you have that time off, like you know, have a have a like the first week off or something like that, without, you know, trying to implement fines and and everything like that. So, I mean, and also, she and did also, give me, she did, she did give me specific dates, which I won't read out here, um, hmm. but um, without getting into all the taking kids out of school politics that mm. it gets people quite passionate let's have a just a quick flick um oh i'm not getting political about it like i i, I think no it's no, wrong. no 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 <laughs> the schools allow the schools are able to do that but uh, so so next year next year the kids won't be going back until the fifth uh, the fourth mm. or the fifth so they, they've got a few days because uh, yeah. the way the weekend is at the start, the very start of September. So um, the flight might be a bit cheap on the way back than if you can get it into like the second, yeah. third of September I mean, or something. She did go to an independent travel agent, and the prices that she got back were even more expensive. They were another two thousand pounds plus more than what she'd found herself. Now, Mister D. Mm-hmm. Dine and plan. When was that announced? Yeah. Like annually, it was always a certain date, roughly within a week or so, wasn't it? Well, I mean, the dine and plan was always there. I mean, every year they would put the price up, but the the deals, the free deals, were normally kind of April May time for the UK. That's normally when they yeah, so when they I'm... they kind of brought them out, or you had to book them by. And there's absolutely no evidence no. yet, is that of the dying and plan coming back. There's rumours. There's a well, few rumours. No. Yeah, there was a comment. I think it was by Disney though, um, yeah. a while ago. Must have been at least six months ago to say that the dining plan would be coming back, and they've just announced that a number of restaurants are going to reopen soon. So Flying Fish is going to reopen. They've also announced that. Um, uh, sorry, Gico is also going to reopen. They've also announced that some of the buffets are coming back, like Cape May Cafe um, and things like that. So you're almost getting to the point where 
nearly all the restaurants are open now. The last of the hotels, All Star Movies, is gonna uh, sorry, All Star Music is gonna open um, in March. So that's all the hotels open, and it's nearly all the restaurants. So you got to believe that when the restaurants are open, why you know why wouldn't they bring the dining plan back? So nobody knows, but my guess would be that they'll bring it back for summer 2022. Do you think it would be like this year or last year's experiment where you got dollars? Do you think it'll be a version of that, or do you think it's going to go back to the old style? Don't know, Craig. And I mean, we talked about this a little bit before. the The thing is that Disney have got a new thing that they could use as a promotional mechanic so it used to be you get free dining you've now got the the genie plus option yeah. and disney in the uk have been offering that at a reduced rate to what it would be if you bought it when you were in the states and just bought it like one day at a time because it works out with tax just under 16 dollars a day but for two weeks here if you buy it with your tickets you're getting it for about 97 pound for the two weeks, so it's it's working out. I can't remember exactly six pound odd a day. Yeah. Um. Now you probably wouldn't need it every day, but if you're getting it for that price, you know, then then a lot of people are going to do it. I mean, we're we've done it. We added it to our tickets for this year, so we've just gone ahead and bit the bullet. I mean, but that could be something that they offer instead of the dining plan. It could be free Genie Plus or free dining plan or. You know, it could be a version of it. But um, what she said, though, was she was looking at Pop Century and the value resorts. It, it used to be that when it first came out, all of the resorts got free dining. And then they cut it back and cut it back and cut it back. So now the the last version of it, if you were staying in a value resort, you got like a free quick service breakfast, I think it was. Yeah, it was. And then yeah. if you stayed in a moderate, you got the quick service dining plan, and then if you stayed in a deluxe or a DVC, you got the the full dining plan. So she'd uh, have the option to upgrade. Yeah, she? she can upgrade. Yeah. So if she, if she gets if they go back to what they did before, then yeah, she could upgrade that and just pay the difference and get either the quick service or the full dining plan. And I mean, these days, especially especially with all the festivals and stuff like that. The quick service dining plan is a pretty good option and you can always, if there's one or two restaurants you really want to go to, table service restaurants, let's say you really want to go to sci-fi dining because of the, the theme in or 50s Primetime Cafe or something like that, you could just pay for that, you know? So that's another way to save some money is, is think about quick service dining plan, which gives you more time in the parks as well. Um, you don't have any tips to pay because remember, even if you get the dining plan, you still normally got an eighteen percent tip. Um, and if you want to want to do one or two table service restaurants, just just pay for them and then use your extra quick service credits for breakfast or something like that. You know, it, it's what I was going to point out as well. I'm glad you said that about the tips, Mister D, because you know when you're getting free dining, it's it's not always free dining depending on how you do it. And when you're, you know, if your bill is $200 and you've got a, an 18% tip, yeah, yeah. then, you know, yeah. you're looking at 40 quid yeah. on, you know, that you're going to have to pay out uh, for your yeah. free That's meal. if you don't get any drinks. Yeah. yeah. So you put drinks on as well, you know. Yeah, I, so I thought, I thought the rule was that flights generally came out about 11 months before. 
Yeah, a year before normally, yeah. Yeah, that flight only, but you can do now, obviously, you can book holidays now or fly drive yeah, no, no, not, on, yeah, but what or flights 11 months, yeah. 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 So the thing is, what when you're when you're booking a holiday like this and there's obviously um in terms of like getting things done like refunds, then obviously a package holiday is it's easier because it's all been done in in one transaction rather than separate yeah. deals. But yeah. if you're willing to either do it yourself or go via travel agent but book things separately you are yeah. likely to get a better deal i mean if you're if you're booking yeah. your flights now uh for next you know for for you know 16 months time or or however long you know my maths isn't great uh 18 months time you're going to be paying the rack rate you're going to be paying the absolute standard rate that flights are if you're booking that when they first go on sale as flights only there could be a promotion on. Um, also, they're normally cheaper, you know, as they start to get a bit more, uh, those flights get a bit more packed, the prices obviously go up because it's all done with mm. algorithms, but yeah. you're probably going to get a better deal waiting um, than if you try and book it now for next August. Yeah. Well, typically what I've what I've found, <clears throat> and it's all, you know, it's not a, like a hard and fast rule, but... I've always found that when you when you book the flight separate to the to the what, Disney hotel and tickets, so I normally book the hotel and tickets through Disney. Sometimes you can book them through a travel agent like say Kenwood or Attraction Tickets, and and they'll maybe throw in a gift card or something like that. But when you book the hotel and the tickets together, you get a slight discount from Disney from from booking them together. So that usually does save you a little bit of money. But booking the flight separately is normally cheaper than booking it as a flight and room package. The only downside about booking the flight separately is you've got to pay for it up front. Right? So if it's if yeah. there's four of you gone and it's going to cost you 2,000 quid for the flights or 3,000 quid for the flights, you've got to lay that money up front. Whereas if it's a package holiday, normally pay like 150 quid deposit and you don't pay the balance until six or eight weeks before you go so it's but it, to see to absolutely save money you're normally better you know booking the flights separately and don't book it as a package and book when you're paying for flights pay at least some of it on a credit card if you can you have to pay for yeah. the whole lot on a credit card but if you do and this is what happened um when me and craig had booked to go in 2020 um, I was having trouble getting my flight money refunded because the company I'd used were obviously inundated and, you know, telling people it's going to be six months uh, at least, yeah. you know, when your flight departs before you get your refund. I paid my credit card. I contacted my credit card provider, told them, what, you know, obviously what had happened, and they refunded me the money, the whole lot, um, yeah. for, because I'd paid some of it on a credit card. So um, that's my advice anyway. Uh, whether you're yeah. doing a package deal, whether you're doing flights only, if you've got access to a credit card, do that. Obviously, you know, pay it off, yeah. you know, stop interest and, and whatnot. But yeah. that way you, you've got that extra bit of cover um, sure. if you want that security blanket around it um, as well. Yeah. But P-Dubs, I'm going to come to you because when we uh, last went to Orlando together, we bought our theme park tickets, not Disney, admittedly, but our Universal ones. I think we both bought them from attraction tickets, didn't we? Yeah. 
And wasn't there, if I remember rightly, wasn't there a deal? Yeah, I believe so. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was like buy three days and get two free, if I remember rightly. And I think as well, because they do have sales at various times in the year, I want to say we got an extra 10% off. It may not have been that. Possibly, yeah. But there was additional discount on that. So if you're buying, yeah. so if you want like your, your universal tickets, the other thing as well from the UK, and we had this problem with Disney, right? We only wanted to go to Disney for one day. Um, we wanted to buy tickets in advance, not buying them at the gate. And the only way we could do that was to, uh, I don't know how you did it, but I used the VPN. <laughs> so, yeah, I circumnavigated it and managed yeah. to find a way to get onto their store. Right, yeah. So I, I had to use an American VPN to trick them into thinking I was in the US when I was doing the ordering. But that was the only way I could book a day's ticket. For Universal, um, again, from the UK, you can only buy, uh, I think, 7 or 14 days normally. Um, but what you're actually paying is normally either the same or sometimes slightly a bit less than what you'd be paying um, for a three-day ticket. That's what we found. And we just we just did a deal with attraction tickets just before Christmas. It was actually a Black Friday deal. And we got a 14-day Disney ticket. We added on Genie Plus. And we got the 14-day Universal ticket. Uh, so it was, it was a combo deal. And actually, Disney have changed the rules now. So it used to be a 14-day ticket was 14 days from first day of use. Now it's actually any 14 days from the first, from 18, from an 18-day period after you first use it. So, you know, if you were gone for three weeks, it gives you a little bit more time. Say you wanted to have a day where you were going to go to Universal or a day where you were going to go to the mall and do some shopping or something outside of Disney. You've got you've got a few spare days in there. Anyway, we got we got the two tickets, combo ticket, 14 day Disney, 14 day Universal. But they had a deal on where they threw in uh it was fifty Disney dollars per person and a limited edition um magic band. So if it's worth signing up for something like attraction tickets or Kenwood Travel or something like that and get on their mailing list because they do have deals. They've just finished one yesterday. wasn't quite as good as that because it didn't have, didn't have the Disney dollars or the um, the Magic Band, but they had the combo ticket on offer and that just finished last night. So there are there are small deals to be had. Um, interestingly, though, that deal still wasn't as good. The one that finished yesterday still wasn't as good as if you were buying a room and a ticket directly through Disney. That discount, that cash discount was was better than the combo ticket, you know, was better than the deal that um, attraction tickets were offering. So but in, I think it's hard to beat, it's hard to beat Disney's prices because they, they control the tickets. So they've got kind of monopoly this, um, on the thing. We're in this weird void at the moment, aren't we? Where you've got COVID and all the stuff going on with that. Yeah. So, so for example, we just priced up um, flight only for this August coming. Um, mm. Flying with Virgin standard if standard premium or no premium economy. Sorry, mm. um, 
Now, them tickets in August are always expensive. We always pay in the region of seven grand for our flights, right? And the same flights for this year were twelve and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, our flights are nuts right now. Yeah, Although, so, but, but saying that as well, Craig, going back to what we were saying earlier, those tickets have been on sale now since you know August or September. Yeah, so, of course, yeah, yeah. You know, again, to have got those but, but lower prices, got, you'd have had to have got on there quick. You've got cold, they weren't, they weren't, and you've got they weren't lower though, Nick. Back then, they, they, if anything, they've they haven't changed that much. They've maybe gone up a little bit, but it's so weird because there's so few, there's so few routes now. The airlines have cut right back. I mean, there's there isn't a flight. There used to be four flights a day, two but two BA and two Virgin out of Gatwick direct to MCO. Mm. No, no, there isn't. You can go, you can go out of Gatwick to MCO, but you can't come back again, right? I've checked that millions of times now. I've got. Daily, I've got alerts on Skyscanner and stuff like that. That's a fact. You can't actually go from Gatwick to MCO and back again. You've got to go Gatwick to MCO and MCO to Heathrow. And I priced them up again today. And for economy, just economy, um, Gatwick to MCO, MCO back to Heathrow. This was for late, gone out 26th of October, coming back 12th of November. It's just over a thousand quid with baggage. Ahead Each. per person, okay, just over yeah. a thousand quid. Yes. Yeah, and that... and that was another thing I was going to say. When you price your flights, remember they, they almost certainly don't include check bags. You're going to have to add on about another hundred quid per person for a check bag. So if you look at Skyscanner or Kayak or Expedia or whatever, the prices that come up almost certainly won't include any check baggage. I think. I think <laughs> the time now forever. as well. Is to start looking at different airports. Yeah. Flying flying into Tampa. Yeah, so that's example. what we're that's what we're looking at. So Tampa for the same thing, right? So it was a thousand and eighty. This is BA out of Gatwick, MCO back to Heathrow again, thousand and eighty. BA out of Gatwick to Tampa and back to back to Gatwick again was five hundred and eighty. So wow. it's five hundred quid difference. Right. But you've then got to get from Tampa to Orlando, and it's it's about an hour and a half. If you don't get hit by any traffic, it's about an hour and a half. But just watch because we've really struggled. The town car services, they, they, they're not interested. We couldn't get any of them to even quote. And the Orlando town car services can't go to Tampa Airport and pick you up. They need a license to do that, and they don't have a license. They don't have licenses for Tampa wow. Airport, so. I got one town car company that would quote, and it was $500 one way. So it's not worth it. So we're going to drive. We're just going to hire a car. And the good thing is we're going to be driving from Tampa Airport to Universal, to Cabana Bay, and there's an Avis desk apparently in Cabana Bay. So we can pick it up at Tampa, drive to Universal. The office will be shut by the time we get there, but next morning we'll, we'll turn in the keys. That's the plan. Um, so, yeah, it is worth looking at other airports like Tampa, but it's also worth looking at maybe indirect flights as well. So you've got to change. You've got to think about that because that adds a bit of risk if you miss your connection or whatever. But sometimes if you go indirect, you can get you can get better prices as well. I mean, and then you've also got the 50th that is keeping elevating prices for Disney as well, wouldn't you say? I, yeah. I don't think it's the 50th necessarily because, you know, they have celebrations every five to ten years. 
um, where they have things. Yeah, this is a big one, this. And I think it's the promise of no attractions that yeah. are coming. Yeah. I'm with P-dubs. I mean, next year is going to see the opening of Tron, which is going to be the last attraction that's planned. Ever. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, at at least knowing how Disney builds stuff, at least the next five years, because they are slow to build. So, um, after that, there'll be a bit of a rush again next year, and it will die down. I don't think next year will be quite as expensive. The other thing as well, this year is the first year that we are starting to ease ourselves out of the pandemic, right? It's still not over in America, it's still not over here, it's still not over anywhere. But you can see restrictions are lifting everywhere. So yeah. the, at yeah. the moment, you know, the the travel industry is still a life support. It's going to pull through, yeah. um, clearly, but they're still feeling the effects of the last couple of years. So I my prediction yeah. is that next year we will start to see more flights. Uh, for Just for example, at the start of the pandemic... And, and this doesn't affect Orlando, but just as an example, um, my local airport had an EasyJet terminal that was travelling, taking people all over Europe. They announced they were pulling out of the airport. They were going to close their, their terminal. Um, that's now going to be back. That's now back on the table. That is now going to reopen later this year. So they announced they were going. They did. And now they're coming back again because... Obviously, yeah. things are, are turning around. So I think we are going to see that. I think Virgin are going to go back to Gatwick again um, and not just fly. I, I think they might still fly from Heathrow, um, possibly, but I, I can see them going back to Gatwick. So I think we're going to start to see that. Possibly you might get somebody like Norwegian uh, again start to fly out to Orlando. Obviously, they cut back on all of their uh, destinations. Um, I think if the demand is there... And I think next year you will really see, uh, you know, the demand in holidays, even towards the end of this year, the demand of holidays go up. I can see um, those routes um, and those companies yeah. going back out to destinations they've not been going back to. So that will obviously also drive the prices down a bit because competition. So um, yeah. I think personally next year is a good time to go because... And if anyone's listening now, thinking about going this year, I would personally advise against it because, at least in you know until the summer, because the restrictions are still there in most places. You're still having to wear masks. The experiences are still quite different. I think next year we're going to start to see the parts really start to go back to normal. I'm imagining more meet and greets, less selfie spots, all that kind of thing. So if this is your first time going and you're spending all that money, then I'll be looking at next year, not this year, um, even with things starting to open back yeah. up. Just, there's just one other thing I, I wanted to see, based on the questions from from the, the listener. I mean, you know, the, that, that's fine if you want to stay on site, but Pop Century is actually normally the most expensive of the value resorts. Now, it's on the skyline now, so I can understand why people might want to stay in Pop Century, but you will save, you'll definitely save some money if you go go to the All-Star Music or All-Star Sports. For some reason, movies is higher than sports and music. It always is. Not a lot, but a little bit. And then Pop is higher again. So... 
unless you really want to be on the skyline now, you can definitely save some money by looking at all-star movies or all-star sports. And the other thing is that if you go on the Disney website, you'll see they've got quite a few partner hotels that are in the Disney Springs area. And a lot of those have got the same benefits. Staying on site, you get, you know, extra magic cars and, and shuttles and things like that. And you'll save a little bit of money on some of those. Some of them are a higher level, but things like the Wyndham Gardens, I looked at, looked at that for the dates. That was about uh, 300 quid cheaper than All-Star Sports, which was the cheapest of the All-Stars or the cheapest of the values. So, you know, 300 quid is 300 quid. And, you know, if you can save a little bit on the flights and so it all adds up. Next thing you know, that 10 grand is like eight grand. I mean, realistically, I don't know that you're going to get it much less than that for a family of four. You know, and, and it just it just is an expensive holiday. Yeah, and the, and the thing is as well, from somebody whose first trip was an iDrive and the second trip was uh, staying at Pop, funny enough, um, especially now with the uh, retraction of a lot of those perks that you've got at those Disney resorts, I'm finding it harder and harder to justify why you'd pay the extra money. If I was going right now, you know, knowing how services like Lyft and Uber, um, and and you know, or if you want to hire a car, admittedly they're more expensive than they've they've ever been at the moment, but there's still deals to be had. Um, I I I'd honestly have a look at staying completely off site. Um, Disney's looking at that, yeah. Disney Springs is is definitely a good option though, Mister D. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard other people talking about that as well. Um, because you're still close enough, but you're not, you know, you're not as far away as Universal or iDrive, um, but you, you're also not getting the Disney uh, experience. But I, I think the Disney experience, and obviously we'll speak to Kate in a few weeks, but um, you know, it doesn't seem to be what it what it was. And for the the extra cost that you're paying to, to stay to say that you're staying uh, on Disney property to me, doesn't seem to justify the costs at the moment. It, it's, worth, only thing. it's definitely worth comparing. It's yeah, worth definitely. comparing, but, but you might find that, like I say, if you stay at All-Star Sports, you might find the difference isn't that much. And one, you, you touched on it a little bit, Nick, about a car. I mean, the, the price of cars is really expensive. Man. And if you, if you have got a car, even if you're staying on Disney property, or if you're not, you still got to pay for parking in the theme parks, and it sounds like this listener was looking to do two weeks at Disney. Um, so that's that's a lot in car hire costs and in in on-site parking. But if you do stay on site, you've got the complimentary transport, so you've got to figure that in as well. You've got to if you're off-site, you've got to have a car, right? You've just got to if you're on. I think if you're on iDrive, I mean, unless you're going to use Uber or Lyft every day, but then you've got to figure that cost in. But to so, be honest, I mean, me, me and P Dubs used. I mean, we was at uh, P Dubs. Where were we? Aventura. Aventura. Thank you. Um, and we went to studios. And where do we get picked up from? Caribbean Beach. Caribbean. I thought it was, and I couldn't remember when we saw about it last week. Um, and we paid just over, I think, 20 with a tip. Yeah. I think both ways. So, yeah, okay, so that was 40-odd 40, 40 dollars for the round trip. But 
you know, we didn't have to pay for parking, uh, which would be another $25 on top or whatever it is for uh, a day rate parking. Um, we did that at our leisure. So, you know, you, you could do that. And, and also there's deals to be done. I mean, I think, although that's what we were charged, I think we both had credit as new customers or something. So mm-hmm. it didn't actually, you know, that was the that was the receipt cost, but what it actually cost us was probably about half that. Um, but I suppose what I'm what I'm saying though, Nick, is so okay, forty dollars or fifty dollars or or whatever whatever it is, it's fifty dollars a day. Is is the difference in price of your hotel, your iDrive hotel versus the cheapest Disney hotel? Is it is it fifty dollars a day? Because it isn't just the money; it's the time as well, right? I, personally, I'd rather if I could get the All Star sports for $50 a day more expensive than an iDrive hotel, I'd rather have the all-star sports and be on site. Yeah, but then we were being dropped off at the gate. Like, you know, if we were, if you're getting a, a bus, you've got to wait for the bus to go to the place you want it to, yeah. you've then got to fight your way onto yeah. the bus. You know, there's, yeah. there's, 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 there's this as well. But you, if you want to, if you want to park up, if you want to, you know, go apart for half a day and then go back to your hotel for a swim and then go back out in the evening again it's much more i mean i don't know why I, the the reason for staying off site i think is money yeah definitely i don't don't think it's anything else i think it's just money and what i'm saying is i'm not saying absolutely stay on site i'm saying just look at it as a total mm. cost and and think about your time as well because it does take time to get in and out of Walt disney world it's so it's so it's so spread out and yeah. you know being on site we've always been on site I mean it, it is a it, it makes the resort like one resort do you know what I mean if you want to go to Typhoon Lagoon for half a day and then go to a park at night or go to Disney Springs at night you, you can do that if you're on site if you're off site it's you got to haul stuff around you got to you know, it, it isn't as convenient. So there is yeah, a benefit got, to staying on site. But the thing is, you can't even you but, can't even you know, buy stuff in the shops now and have it sent to your hotel. At, at this moment in time, at this moment in time, you can't do that. That that is obviously yeah, something. Well, actually, that that was one of the pieces of news they've actually just well, put don't, in lockers. Don't, don't spoil at, uh, that. One of the resorts. We're going to come to that in a little bit. Okay. Jesus Christ! Stop. But you can ahead. you can you can you can have <laughs> stuff delivered and. Um, what do they call it? Don't call it luggage. Luggage services. We'll keep it for you, um, and then when you get there, they'll they'll bring it to your room, and you got to tip them, I guess. But yeah, um, but, oh. but yeah, you can have stuff delivered to your room. But I, I would definitely look at. We, we aren't going to have a car the whole time. For the first time, we're not going to have a car the whole time. We're there. We're going to hire cars for just little bits of time. Um. And again, you've got car hire on site at Universal and at Disney, so you can you can do that. You can hire a car for a couple of days and then turn it back in again. So all individually, if you were looking to book next summer, um, not prices or anything like that or resorts, but at what point would you start to think about pulling the trigger? Twelve months because that's when. Twelve months out is when is when your flights your if you're booking your flights separately that's when your flights are going to become available to look at. 
So I mean, the drums will be banging, wouldn't they, for the if the dining plan is going to come out for next summer. It would be around yeah. April, May this year. You'd start to hear strong rumours. And then there would be that day where, bang, it drops. And even then, you don't have to do it on the day, do you? It doesn't sell out. Like, it doesn't sell out, but obviously there is uh, only so much. You know, they, they oh, only allocate so, so many rooms at a time. So... Yeah, tw- 2017, uh, which was 2016 and 2018, we, we booked our Disney holiday portion on the Disney Dining Plan, plan Day. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't... We, we, sorry. We, we had Virgin um, Holidays and whatever the Virgin Holidays subsidiary was, I can't remember. They went under, I think, uh, bidding against each other. So you, you can do that as well. You can put travel agents against each other. You can do, but not everyone's spending 80 grand on their holiday. Um, I, I wouldn't pin anything on the Disney Diner plan. No. I wouldn't know if it, if it was me, because as Nick said, it, it's not really free. It's, it's a good deal under certain circumstances, depending on where you like to eat, how much you like to eat, whether you like to eat the most expensive things on the menu, etc., etc. But to get the full dining plan... You've either got to stay at a deluxe resort, or to get the quick service dining plan, you've got to stay at a moderate resort, and that's going to cost you a lot more money. You can, you, if you just budget for the food, you know, then you can you can suit yourself and 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 get the best deal on the hotel and the tickets and the flights that you can get. And you're not gonna. It's not to me. It just isn't a deal breaker. Whether there is a dining plan or there isn't a dining plan, whether it's a free dining plan or not a free dining plan, it's not a deal breaker. Well, unless you're going to be, I mean, unless you're absolutely adamant you're going to eat in, you know, certain restaurants and eat certain things, you're always going to have the most expensive thing on the menu, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, then maybe it's worth your while. But I, do, I still don't. Yeah, and the thing is, as well, when you're looking at a two-week break and you're going to spend at least three days at Universal, that's three days worth of your dining plan you're having to pay for anyway because you'll be eating at Universal, not at Disney. So, you I know, think I think that was an addition one that she was going to stay yeah. three weeks, three days in Universal, yeah. and then fourteen at Disney. I think. Okay, okay. but you're you're right. I mean, you're right. There might be days when you don't use it. Although you, it's credit. So if you don't use it, you've just got more credits. You've just got to be careful that you don't have too many credits at the end. We've all done that, especially snacks. Oh, I see it. Um, I've seen it every. You know, you know, every time. And yeah, we we feel every day. We yeah, saw yeah. it. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, so I, th- I mean, I think we've answered the, the the question basically, and we've answered this in extra questions one and two because they were all in mm. what we've said. But a third question is a boss little question, right? <laughs> um, what is an essential item you must bring to Disney that you wouldn't necessarily think to bring? So each one of you individually. Now I'm going to go to P Dubs first because I mean, quite frank, I don't know why I'm going to P Dubs first because I mean, no, I don't. He's, he's barely, he's barely shut up. Um, but it's, but it's whole... let's, let's go to P Dubs first. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Um, I did think about it at the time when I saw the question as well, and I still haven't come up with anything. Um, Parasites, some of. That was one of mine. That was one of mine. Yeah, I thought yours was hemorrhoid cream. Well, that was another one. For Craig, it's a spare pair of shorts. Yeah. 
I've done that before. And poppers. No, not that kind. That kind. Um, I would, if you're sharing a room with Craig anyway, um, I would, because especially because of when you're going as well, um, it's going to be extremely hot. Get yourself some of those uh, cooling towels that you can buy. Yeah. Um, they're not. They're normally not very expensive. They're always, obviously, more expensive in the summer. Um, and if you buy them and at more, the parks, more expensive in Disney. Yeah. yeah, way more. I mean, I bought. Um, I think last year before the summer on Amazon, other places are available. I think I bought like four or five of them for about tenner. Um, and they are so handy. You have to you have to make them wet. It doesn't have to be ice cold water; just just cold water will do. Um, but they can really help to cool you down. And I mean, I've never been in August, but I've been uh, in you know September when it's still pretty hot, and uh, they've been good then. But uh, yeah, in August they're almost essential. What about Mister D? Well, we're. We're we'll going at the end of October, so for us, it's Halloween costumes. We're going to go to Mickey's, not so scary. So we're going to, we've never done it. We've, the kids dressed up when they went, but we've never all dressed up. So I'm going to make everybody all dress up. So we're taking Halloween costumes. Now, if you're gone in August, though, it's Halloween costumes. Because it's still freaking Halloween in Disney yeah. in August. That's when the parties start. Well, that's you've got to consider it. It's very expensive, and it hasn't been the same the last couple of years, obviously. But yeah. if it's back next year, yeah, um, as a full event, it's yeah. it's well worth it. Yeah. As a one-off, I wouldn't go wearing the costume. No, yeah. I mean, I, I um, we went to Party but, City and got our costumes when we were out there, but we yeah. we bought ours early September, and there was still quite a lot of choice when we went back towards the end of the holiday just to have a look um a lot of costumes had started to sell out so yeah either bring them with you or buy them sooner rather than later so you've got them yeah i mean there's a couple of things if you've never been before there's a couple of things that come from the uk you may think you don't need some kind of some kind of sweater or jumper because the restaurants have got air conditioning and the air conditioning is sometimes freezing right so that's that's something that could take you by surprise uh, um, and either like a, a light rain jacket or just buy one of those plastic ponchos when you get there because when it rains in Florida, especially in summer, it it done enough rain, you'll get you'll get drenched. Um, but other than that, it's just the standard stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, oh, for, uh, for I've, I've just thought of one. I've just thought of one, which I'm sure won't be on Christmas. Not a list. cravat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't wear a cravat the other day. Um, disappointingly. Um, no, I was going to say... Don't blame your trousers. <laughs> I was going to say um, those little bottles of squash. You know, those really heavily concentrated uh, bottles where you just oh, put a couple yeah, of squirts yeah. in because um, especially, you know, the, the price has just gone up again on snacks and, and beverages. Um, you're going to want to drink a lot. You're going to want to drink a lot of water. Um, it's it's five or to six. the three, aren't you? Huh? You're entitled to free water. Yep. So, and you can, you know, you yep. bring it, take a bottle as well, um, like a reusable bottle. Um, and then, you know, if you're not, if you don't want to drink the water, and Florida water is, uh, is unusual. It's not swamp water, but it doesn't taste that far different uh, from that. So, if you buy those little bottles that, you know, they obviously don't take up much luggage room. Um, 
and uh, you know you can you can flavour your drinks to your heart's content and uh, save yourself a lot of dosh. Or um, the other thing you can do is, uh, and we always recommend this: go to a supermarket when you first get there and buy stuff for the room, uh, snacks uh, and bits and pieces, and bottles of water. Much cheaper to buy them there. Um, and of course, you can take them into the parks if you want to do that to save some money as well. And that's a that's a way to save money. I mean, that, that's <clears throat> we've always done that. We stop at a supermarket. We'll take you know we'll take like plastic bowls and spoons and stuff like that, and then we'll stop at a supermarket and we'll get cereal and milk and fruit and stuff like that. So we have breakfast normally a breakfast in the room. You don't need to have three meals a day out. So you can save quite a bit of money just by having breakfast in the room. Um, but there's one other thing I did think of. If you're going at Christmas and you're going to be there for Christmas, take Christmas crackers for your Christmas dinner because Christmas crackers don't exist in America. Don't know what that is. But if you're going to pack them, pack them in your suitcase and you might still get pulled up for it because we did. The uh, You know when they swab the suitcase for bombs and stuff like that? Explosives. Yeah, they actually picked it up and they made us uh, had to unpeel the crackers and take the little cracky bit out and then and then put them back in the suitcases without the cracky bit. So when we when we actually did them on Christmas Day, we had to shoot bang because there was no cracker in it. P-Dubs, what did you buy for breakfast in the room? Just remind me. <laughs> um, a cinnamon roll or two. Yeah, bo- bo- <laughs> box, a, bo- a couple of rolls. box of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Sugar P-dubs. with sugar, washed down with sugar. Literally, P-dubs, yeah, it was literally. washed down by sugar because we went to Voodoo, Voodoo. after that. Honest mm, to yeah. God, I've never seen someone consume a cinnamon roll, a pop tart, and then a donut on the way into the park. It's incredible. Wow, that's pastry central, isn't it? But again, you know, I mean, Voodoo donuts is one of the the cheaper options, obviously only at Universal. But yeah, even even doing that, cutting one meal out that you've got to pay for will save you money because you're looking yeah. at oh, probably a good, yeah. a good $10 a head for breakfast. Breakfast in Disney hotels isn't particularly uh, yeah. great anyway. Um, and I think you, you said this earlier, Mr. as well, like you won't need, or most people don't need three meals a day. Um, portion yeah. sizes Danum, even, are so big. Yeah. I mean, the Dean and Plan just gives you... Norm, you know, quick service dining and plan. It's two quick service meals a day. Regular dining and plan. It's a quick service and a dinner. So you don't even have breakfast included in the dining and plan if if you're going to eat three meals a day. So even when we had the dining and plan, that's it. We'd have a bowl of cereal and a bit of fruit, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, whatever in the morning. We'd hit the parks. You got a couple of snacks, two snacks. You got your quick service lunch and then your table service dinner. So you're sorted. You don't want to be you don't want to be paying for a dining plan and then buying breakfast on top of that as well. That's that's just over the top. Plus, it's probably too much food. Yep, yep agreed. What, uh, what was on your list, Craig? What was on Craig's list? Um, <laughs> so expanding on uh, PDAB's paracetamol, I would definitely have. We we always do this in our one of our backpacks. We have a little first aid kit, so it'll have a uh, pirin in it. Um, it'll have paracetamol because I mean the American pain relief might not work for people get funny if they have different pain relief so, and you could come off a ride couldn't you with a big eddy I've done it on the Hulk you get off the Hulk and mm. you've oh, got an instant eddy yeah. bang um, 
And I've done it in Disney World where I went to the Winnie the Pooh shop, gift shop at the end of the ride, and I bought, I want to say it was Advil or something like that because I just had an headache that I couldn't shift and I didn't have English pain relief on me. I mean, I know they sell paracetamol and Advil's probably paracetamol, but do you know what I mean? Paracetamol, uh, Advil is is essentially Nurofen. It's it's like just another brand of ibuprofen. Um, but if you don't get your medicines, if you forget to bring your medicines with you, again, supermarkets, I think my mother-in-law asked me to buy some Advil. She loves, she thinks Advil is some miracle cure for some reason. Um so I bought her some, and I think I got like 200 tablets for about $15 because they will sell you that amount in a go oh, if yeah. you want to. I've, I'm still using 2017's drugs. I've still yeah. got them there in the cupboard. Um, but also, in the first aid kit, plasters, heel plasters, toe plasters, waterproof. And yeah. then feeding on from that, my top tip for something you wouldn't... Everyone gets on the plane in their new clothes, Right, new trainees, new shorts, new mm, t-shirts. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. new. And when you go into, so say you go next year, um, K's, um, next August, get yourself some new trainees around the May time, some new footwear that you're going to wear for Florida. Your Florida yeah. footwear. Whether it's sandals or Crocs or trainees, whatever it is, the all-day footwear break it in so yeah. that it's not brand new i would yeah, that's, a good, that's a good tip i would go one up on that and i would say really think about cravat. your footwear <laughs> not cravat um because the thing is you can buy things like you know if you like normally wear nikes or whatever like that i'm sure they're fine but you're going to be on your feet a lot and i think yeah. the last time ten, the last time i ten went miles a day plus yeah i think the last time i went I bought some Croc trainers, not Crocs, like normal Crocs, but they were trainers that were made by Crocs that had the insole in. Um, and they were, were excellent. A lot of people swear by uh, Sketchers, Go Walks and things like that. So you might like your Converse, you might like um, your Air Force Ones or your Reebok Classics or anything like that. And yeah, they'll be comfortable. But really look into buying footwear that's designed for you to actually go walking in. Not hiking, walking um and like sketches yeah. crocs they all do decent trainers that aren't very expensive that will save your feet so much pain and wear socks and that's it if and not with not with sandals because that's not just with not sandals but with crocs, crocs it's fine no it's fine with crocs no, no. uh okay pieces all right there you but, go I mean, these ways yeah defo yeah i mean my we um we went away with somebody who'd never been before and we made that point you know we said make sure you get yourself our trainers make sure you wear them in beforehand and she did right and then we went out on a a, a night out to a nice meal i can't remember where it was now but she put on a pair of new shoes oh. and chafed chafed all the skin off the back just just in those couple of hours that we ate and of course then the next day, even though she's got our trainers that she's broken in, they're still rubbing on raw, raw heels. Do you know what I mean? It just wasn't, it wasn't good. That's where your plasters and stuff come in, Craig. Yeah. Oh, get, uh, anti, um, anti-sickness, up. anti-sickness medication as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Travel sickness habits, whatever, whatever they're called. Um, but I bought some in Walmart, having had a bad experience the last time I'd went. 
and uh, it meant I was able to go on attractions that left me feeling green before uh, not feeling green. So the only problem with them is they were suppositories, and I had to put them in. <laughs> you said you said that was a problem. You loved it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that's answered it. And um, you know, if anyone else has got any questions like that that take up almost an entire hour of the show, uh, with <laughs> absolutely, a, yeah, bring them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like um, Henry's cat on here, we know everything about nothing and not too much about that. Oh, I think we talked a good game tonight. I think we knew what we nah, were talking was about. Boss, that was boss. Um, Mister D, you. Yo mentioned as we're still looking at stuff in the parts uh you mentioned uh about a change that i hadn't realized had come into effect yet so uh why don't you talk to, talk to us a bit more uh, about the lockers about the lockers yeah. yeah so i think it's a trial because i think it's only all-star music at the minute but they've put in these smart lockers of, of different sizes so you can you can have well, it doesn't have to be groceries. You could you could order something from Amazon or whatever, and have it delivered um, to your resort. And um, I don't exactly know how it works. I don't I don't exactly know how you how they know what locker to put it in and how you know how we get it. But anyway, it is it is a trial. The I only see thing it. is I these tell you. just yeah. Go ahead. So I had to take something back uh, from Amazon. Uh, Hermes. Um, what the Nana had bought. So mm. I went to um, the local locker stall next, outside our local Tesco's. It's just a bank of different size and shape lockers. Yeah, I, and yeah. the man was doing a delivery as I was. So I was doing a return. So I let him do. So he, he had about six parcels, barcoded them in, mm-hmm. and they're the deliveries. And he put them into the lockers and reset and then the customer gets an alert that your delivery has been delivered to such a locker and then when I was doing my return I did the exact same as him I had a barcode on my parcel scanned mm. it in and he then was he said I can't take it now I'll take it later I'll come back and get it later because I put I had to I couldn't I said can I just give it to you no no you've got to put it in a locker so it was all part of the system hang on a second P-dubs. Yeah. Have you used an Amazon locker before? I haven't, no. What the hell is this witchcraft that I'm dealing with tonight? I've been using Amazon lockers for about the last three and a half years. I can't yeah, believe... I have. It's called, it's called Jenny and Paul next door. <laughs> no, I can't believe people don't use Amazon lockers. So, yeah, Craig, Craig kind of like broke it down, but it's a, a minute detail. So basically what happens is you order something... You ask for it to be delivered to a locker. You tell them the location of the locker. So when you when you choose a locker, it will either ask for your location or it will just tell you what's in the vicinity. You choose where you want it to go. You you order it. It says fine. You then get your confirmation email, like you do from Amazon, to say that you know your parcel's on its way or your parcel's been delivered. But when you get your confirmation email, it tells you um, it, it gives you either a locker code or sometimes locker code and a QR code depending on the locker. Um, so if the yeah. QR code doesn't work, you can just type in the code and then it will just open up a random door that has your parcel in it. That's it. Boss, witchcraft. Yeah. One thing one thing to note though is they're just they are 
just standard lockers, so they're not refrigerated. So if you are going to get groceries delivered, you've got to bear that in mind. Don't buy you know, chalk ices. They're going to go in a locker in Florida, so you don't want it to be, yeah, you don't want your chalk ice to be in there for very long. Otherwise, it'll be a puddle. It'll be, so it'll yeah, be a all-star music, I think. Mm. So does that mean, so with that, because obviously I, I mentioned that in relation to um, the the fact that you can't get your, your shopping sent to your result anymore. So Well, you almost I, could be four. I, no, no, I, no, you could. You could. You yeah. Could, but you can't now. I don't know that that's true, Nick. At the you moment, might be thinking about the fact that the Disney recently did a policy change where they said that they won't move um, food from one resort to another. So say you're having a split stay. No, no, it no. used to be that Disney would, would take all your food and move it from one hotel to another. No, I'm but talking... But they've said that they won't, they won't do that shopping. now. I'm talking shopping. So if you go... Right. If you're okay. in Animal Kingdom and yeah. you buy some stuff at, at the Animal Kingdom shop... <laughs> <laughs> just by the gates um yeah normally you know if you spend I, I i think was it was it you had to spend a set amount i can't remember if you had to spend a set amount or not but regardless you would be able to say i want this sent to my result and as long as it was before a certain time huh. of day huh. okay. um it would be sent you know to your result um and either dropped off in your hotel room or you'd have to pick it up from reception when you got right. there that yeah, sure. hasn't been happening since covid no, okay, we're talking about cross-purposes then. Right. That, that wasn't what I was meaning. When In the past, what we've done is we've done an online grocery shop, somebody like Garden Grocer or whatever. So before we've got there, before we've flown out, we've actually ordered our groceries, cereal, milk, whatever, and it, get, it gets delivered to your resort. And uh, Bell Services will keep that for you and they'll actually put it in um, big refrigerators that they've got in Bell Services. And then when you get there, you phone Bell Services and you either go and get it or, or have them bring it to the room. Right. right. Now, that that may have stopped for COVID. I, I don't know, but I don't think it has because I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that they've stopped that. So you, you could get your food your your grocery shopping delivered to your resort in the past. Now I don't know whether they're going to change that if they introduce these lockers everywhere and say no, you you can get it delivered to to your locker, but we're not going to take any responsibility for your food because I don't I don't know maybe it's a I don't know why Disney would make that maybe they just don't want to deal with the groceries or maybe they've had lots of complaints or claims or I don't know or maybe they want to reduce the numbers and bell services who knows but. Yeah. So that was that was the speculation. By putting these lockers in, you know, would would they just say, right, we don't want anything to do with your groceries now? You can have them delivered to your locker. Yeah, I mean, I, the only lockers I can think of, Pete, are the ones in the station at Disneyland Paris. I don't think I've ever seen lockers no. at Disney before. So, um, didn't they used to have some underneath the Disneyland Hotel? Yes. Yes, they do. Well, they've got lockers. Yeah, they've got lockers in the part that you can rent. Yeah, but these are these are lockers. These are but smart lockers, like yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Amazon yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, these are different to that. You can hire a locker in the in the theme parks, just like you can in Universal. They're under the train station in the Magic Kingdom. 
Well, they used to be. Yeah, they're probably still there. Um, so, you know, things have yeah. obviously just changed because of COVID, but, you know, it'll change back, I'm, I'm sure. Um, P-Dubs, yeah. did you have uh, any park news that you wanted to discuss? I did, and I think it's one that will entertain us. Uh, I don't know whether any of you guys have seen the new show on Spaceship Earth, um, the Muppets Rainbow Connection show that's been introduced for the International Festival of Arts. Um, ah, that's why they're doing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, part of this new lighting package that they put in for the 50th anniversary, um, they're now able to do like full-on shows. So there's a show that is now themed to the Rainbow Connection. I mean, the Rainbow Connection's one song. Yeah. That's I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, not not to be disrespectful, because, I mean, obviously, uh, Rainbow Connection is uh, a magnificent piece of work, but uh, it's just one song. Yeah. So what are they doing? Because I, I, heard, I heard the music. What are they actually doing... <laughs> I mean, obviously, I've heard the music, but what I mean is, I saw a video of someone who was recording the music, but wasn't recording anything else. Is there anything actually going on Spaceship Earth, or is it just they're playing the music? Yeah, no, there's a light light show on on Spaceship Earth um, that goes along to the to the music. So you have sections where there's stars, um, and then you get the rainbow at the end of it. Okay. Um, uh, so it is part of this this whole new package that they put in for the fiftieth to be able to like Spaceship Earth in in different ways. That's, that's I suppose quite cool. Uh, the Muppets have got some representation in, in Epcot now. I think yeah. the Muppets should have more representation in Epcot, if you ask me. It's interesting because it seems to be expanding year on year that we are getting more Muppets. Hmm. Yeah, we won't talk about last year's Disney Plus show, but yeah. In the park, so <laughs> I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. Um, because you mentioned uh, Festival of the Arts, I thought you might have been talking about the other uh, big news that happened at the end of last week, uh, which is, of course, uh, the release of the uh, the Figment popcorn bucket. Yeah. That, that wasn't a shit show, was it? Uh, no, six hour queue. Six-hour queue. Do you know what's even better um, than, than it being a six-hour queue? Um, and people, obviously, D- Disney did their usual uh, limit to per customer, but actually they would just let people mm-hmm. buy however many they wanted to because they don't care. Um, what's even better than that is that on the Saturday, so the day after, um, the wait was 40 minutes to buy a popcorn bucket. So uh, that was good for the people that waited six hours, wasn't it? Yeah, more full than absolutely. I don't get it really. I mean, it's it's a plastic bucket. I mean, yeah. Why would you want to even walk around with that in the Florida heat? Do you know what I mean? I've got. I I get that maybe it's collectible, but what? Yeah, I've got two. One is was useful. Was quite good. The other one wasn't. So the first one I got was a hand soloing carbonite one, which, mm. as you can guess by the shape, I mean it was it was rectangular. It wasn't even, but it was quite a chunky rectangle. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was, it was quite narrow but long and quite deep. Um, it was just a weird box, really. Uh, and I, after buying it, 
I had it bought for me. I didn't buy it myself, but I, I kind of regretted the purchase because I think it was about $25 or something. Um, the other one we bought was when we was at Disneyland Paris and uh, my daughter wanted um, a poison apple um, from Snow White. And that one actually looks quite good. And she's used it at home. Uh, she did take it back to the parts of it because you can obviously just buy the refills and stuff like that. Um, but in general, yeah, I think I, I, I don't understand the need or want to have many popcorn buckets because they're pretty useless otherwise, I think. Yeah. Hey, to each his own. Yeah, I mean, look, Ryan would obviously love to get one because of it being figment and i and there are certain ones that i can understand the appeal and you know would look good on a shelf or anything like that but there does seem to be this like fascination with just every time there's new popcorn bucket out people have to have it mm-hmm. which i don't get but, yeah yeah six hour queues just imagine what you could do in the park in six hours <laughs> And that's why Disney yeah. are happy to have uh, those queues because it keeps people out of the regular queues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> um, anything else from you, P Dubs? No, that was it from me. No, Mister D. Was there any uh, other newsworthy stuff you wanted to talk about? Uh, there was a couple of bits and pieces, maybe slightly out of date now, but um, the Indiana Jones show slightly <laughs> reworked. <laughs> no Nazis, no guns. I mean, I I, I first I first heard about this um, a few mm-hmm. days ago because obviously this always happens when a change happens to an attraction, outcry mm-hmm. on Disney social media from people. What I thought was most interesting is that it wasn't it wasn't the Nazis being taken out of the show that seemed to be upsetting people. It was the removal of swastikas. Now, I understand they were obviously in the film, and obviously for the, for the purposes of the story and the timeline and everything like that, I get why they were in the show. Did we really need to have them in the show? I mean, I don't think my enjoyment's going to change because they've taken them out. I honestly um, wouldn't have even noticed they were there. Right. Do you know what I mean? To me, it seems like such a small, a small thing. I don't really get it. So I'm... there's only one small scene with the Nazis in anyway, for yes. the most part. So I really don't, I really don't get it. But as I said, it was more this uproar just, that they're taking I... out swastikas was bizarre to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't. It's one of these things where it's just, it's just where are we going with this stuff? Do you know what I mean? It, it, how far do you go with it? You know, I mean, do you? Is it because it really happened? Do you know what I mean? I mean, the Second World War happened, and the Indiana Jones film is Indiana Jones fighting the Nazis, and this show is based on that movie. And you know, how how far do you try and sanitize things and and make things unreal? Yeah. Yeah, but at the same. I mean, but, do you do you stop selling lightsabers because a lightsaber chopped off an alien's hand? Do you know what I mean? That's pretty violent. I, I think I don't think we can really compare aliens to like the Holocaust or World War. George Lucas's Bill Bird did. 
Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let's, let's, not go, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Nobody's talking about the Holocaust. The Holocaust didn't feature in Indiana Jones. No, no, no. And okay, no. you could say, well, the I'm swastika is a symbol of the Nazis and the Nazis yeah, are responsible I'm talking, for that. But... Yeah, I'm talking more the the uh, the iconography. Yeah, that, that might, yeah. might have been a, a clumsy way of saying it. But to me, you know, when when anyone sees a swastika... It's a you know it's a it's a reminder of the Nazis in in whatever context you want, but I mean you know there's not a good context for the Nazis really. Uh, no, maybe but, the yeah, but, but I don't I, I, def- I, I don't see what. Okay, difference... so a counter argument is let's let's sanitize everything, and then we'll forget what what actually happened, and we won't learn the lessons of do that. You, do, do you know what I mean? It's... Do you think anyone's learning a lesson from the Indiana Jones stunt show? If if Spielberg... no, but then but then it doesn't matter. I mean, you can't you can't have it both ways. Either it is significant, in which case, why is it significant? And you know, by sanitizing it, are you forgetting that it is significant, or it's insignificant? In which case, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't need to be taken out. If and we that's my talking... point. I don't think it needs to be taken out. I don't think it matters. If we were talking, uh, and Peter, I think what you was alluding to, potentially. Was the fact that like Spielberg has gone back and retconned his films to take stuff yeah. out of them, um, mm-hmm. mainly ET. Um, but if George Lucas went back and you know digitally removed, you know the the swastika from the Indiana Jones films, I think that's a different argument. Um, but a stunt show where, as as Pete up said, you know that that particular portion of it is very insignificant, whilst the swastikas were on show the whole time of the show. Even, you know, because of how the stage is set, the sets are there. So, you know, the 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 the, yeah. the flags were there, or the um, whatever you want to call it—not not flags, but yeah. It yeah. just, yeah, it just it just worries me that there are actually people worrying about that stuff. Do you know what I mean? You know, that they're, they're thinking about how do we how do we make this sanitized? Do you know what I mean? And, and how far does that go, right? Where do you once you start on that road? Where do you? Where does it stop? Do you know what I mean? Because there's stuff in everything, right? Bed knobs and broomsticks had Nazis in it. You know what I mean? It's you wouldn't say bed knobs and broomsticks was a controversial film. Oh, but, but we're not talking about films. We're talking we're talking about the attraction. I said the film. But my point is, a- where does it stop, Nick? Once you start sanitizing stuff, where do you stop? Where does it go? You know what I mean, I can understand if it's out and out offensive, right? So I could have understood if if there was something in the Indiana Jones stunt show that was that was offensive when you take it out. But when you start taking out stuff that might, if you if you shut one eye and squinted at it from 150 yards, might be connected to something that might offend somebody. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you're I talking about a company. That which on its own streaming service puts a disclaimer up to nearly every animated film they made before the 1960s to warn you about the use of tobacco um, or racial stereotypes, depending on what the film is. Mm -hmm. So this is a company very acutely aware. Oh, I know they're ultra-conservative, I know. Yeah. But, yeah, I know that, but 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 there's there's ultra conservative, and then there's like you know, we seem to be continuing on that trajectory. Anyway, it 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 in itself, it's a small thing. I just hope that we don't see this continuing to 
ridiculous levels. I, to be honest, I, I I can't think of anything else in the parks which which. But might I wouldn't. Do. If I'd asked you, if I'd asked you before to think about something in the park that might offend somebody, I bet you wouldn't have come up with this. I bet you I, when I said, "Oh, the Indiana Jones show, we need to take out the swastikas." If I'd asked you that six months ago, so uh, there probably is other stuff. Right? You could no, you could well be right, but right. if I wasn't okay, sat the first there, order. Let's take out all references to the first order because you know what? It looks a lot like the Nazis. Right, and that 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 flag that they've got looks a bit like a swastika, really. You know, I've never put something together red. on that. Although the colours, yes, you I'll give you, I'll give you the colours. But oh wow, but I have that but, scene on the that scene when he addresses all the stormtroopers. That looks like a Nuremberg rally to me. That that's true. I can see that, but like Pete up said. You know, if I was sat, if you asked me that question while I'm sitting there watching the Indiana Jones stunt show and said, is there anything here that you think might need to be removed because it's offensive? I could have a look around and go, oh, yeah, probably those things over there. But it's not Mm. something, you know, because of the nature of the show that I can ever say I've ever sat down and thought, oh, yeah, because it's such a, it's such a small part of it. But yeah, I, I, Mm I see that. I see that counter argument, but to me, it was more the uproar. It was more just the yeah. um, from from certain sections. And you can imagine the, the type of sections of Twitter and this Twitter that, that you know mm-hmm. were most offended by that. And they and it was, wasn't it wasn't me, by the way. N- no, well, it, it wasn't. It, me. it tended to be people that had you know uh, go Brandon and uh, let's go Brandon and, and Maga in their in their Twitter handles uh, and bios. So you know you, you can you can tell the type of people. Um, anything else from you? Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. I mean, I mentioned about the restaurants reopening. I mean, there's there's quite mm-hmm. a few things reopening. The, the last of the hotels, All Star Sports, is opening 31st of March. Um, we've got, I mean, the other restaurant that I didn't mention, so I did mention Gico and Flying Fish, but I didn't mention the Turf Club. And when the Turf Club starts to open up, then you're getting towards the end of the list, you know? <laughs> Um, I don't even know where the turf club is. Um, it's Saratoga Springs. It's by right. the golf course there, Lake Buena Vista. I, I figured. Golf course. I figured it must have something to do with golf by the name. Yeah. But I didn't think yeah. Blizzard, Blizzard yeah, uh, Beach Golf had had one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so Typhoon Lagoon's opened first time since COVID. Um, so we are, you know, it's good news. We're we're getting we're getting back to normal again, and things are are opening up, and hopefully that will. You know, sort of then enable things like the dining plant to come back again, which would be nice. I mean, Omicron at the moment is is now fully flying through the states. Um, you know, they managed to delay that over Christmas, um, but in the new year, it's it's really taken a grip. Luckily, um, you know, deaths still seem to be much much lower than they were during the initial. Uh, you know start of the pandemic um but infections are up unless you're in a state which has decided not to test anymore because you know the more you test the more people are positive and that's not good um not not saying florida is one of those but it's it's definitely one of those states um but you know if the trajectory no jesus trajectory Trajectory. yes the one (laughs) was so hard for me to say um if that if that continues as we've seen in the UK, then 
there does seem to be some light at the end of the tunnel uh, with this. Um, I mean, I was I was talking to a doctor friend the other night, and you know, he was saying it's it's taking the course that you would expect it to take. So when viruses, you know, first appear, if if they're very aggressive, they kill the host, and that isn't really what a virus wants to do. So the strains that tend to mutate and survive and do well are the strains that are, are less damaging to the host really so it becomes it goes from being a pandemic to being an epidemic yes you can live with that you know so no that's where we're headed yeah i i think i think we are i think that's where we're going um with this and obviously with that it means that there's you know uh, much uh you know it's it's going to be nearer to those parts going back to how they were um and that, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, I think for any of us to go to the parks now, and obviously Craig will be the next one going to Disney Park on here, um, going to DLP next month. Um, you know, with those restrictions, you have a a slightly different um, experience. And I had friends that went away before Christmas to Disney World uh, for about ten days, and um, you know, she was glad to be back, but the experience was so different that it did dilute it. So I can only imagine what it, you know, if you've been dreaming all the, all this yeah. time about going and you go and you can't have your pictures taken with characters and all this kind of stuff, um, how much of a dampener yeah. that must be. So, you know, I think mm-hmm. if this carries on, I'd like to think by the summer, by the start of the summer, that we will get a lot yeah. of those experiences back to what they were um, pre uh, yeah. March twenty nine, uh, twenty twenty. So it's only a good thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, another, another couple is um, Voices of Liberty. We're back, the singers in the American Pavilion, mm-hmm. uh, and trams are back for the Magic Kingdom as well. Oh, which is good. I think that's their first time. I think it's oh, only for the Magic Kingdom at the minute. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, more. But yeah, more again, proof. Another good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in that case, let's uh, let's go and have a look at what's going on outside of the parks. So uh, it's been a few days now, but has anybody sat down and watched the Eternals? I did. I watched it again. Oh, because you did see it at the uh, cinema, didn't you? I saw it at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's still a strange one. Um, it's enjoyable at times. At other times, it's a bit meh. But there's some good characters that I'm looking forward to seeing again somewhere else down the line. Yeah. What What about you, Mystic? You didn't see it this summer, did you? No, sorry. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I, I've seen the trailer and really... It's a bit like Pete Dubbs just said, you know, I see bits of the trailer and I think, well, it was quite good. And then I see another bit and I think, ooh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but now it's I, I will watch it, but... I know, I will watch it, but um, it hasn't been... Hasn't made it to the top of my list. Yeah. We um we sat down to watch it the other night. Um, I did catch it at the cinema, but uh, my wife did not. So we decided to watch it the other night, and uh, she fell asleep almost exactly halfway through. In fact, the funniest thing about it was she fell asleep during quite a big fight scene. So she'd she'd stayed awake for all the kind of slow bits, but as soon as the action kicked up, she fell asleep. Um, I I, I enjoyed it when I watched it at the cinema, and I'm enjoying it this second time, but 
what I I notice more this time um, round, as I tend to do when I see films a second time, is there's a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. And a lot of flashbacks that I don't think add that much to the story. Like, they could have just done one flashback sequence and kind of crammed it all into one rather than spread it out throughout the film. Yeah. That's what I think. You know, I just, I think, I think they, they try and tell too much story, which shouldn't be that much of a problem, but I think it, because it makes the film that much longer, I don't think it it necessarily adds uh, too much, but there you go. Um, I saw Spider-Man has been knocked off the uh, the top of the chart in America. Yeah. Last screen, which I saw yesterday and is available if you want to hear my review of it on uh, Walking Movies, mm-hmm. a podcast where I talk to myself for 20 minutes. Um, it's about time um, that's, that something else took the mantle because um, it can't stay at top for forever. But have you seen these reports that uh, Sony are planning to re-release it. No, no. Already. Why is that not a surprise? Yeah. So um, there is a extended cut, which uh, they are planning to uh, release. I think at the beginning of February, because they have now announced its digital release. So you will be able to, at least in America. I don't know about the UK, but at least in America. Um, that will be available to uh, download and watch from the 28th of February. So right in the month. How, how long is the digital version? Uh, the digital oh, sorry, version. The, uh, the extended version? I don't know. They haven't, the haven't the cinema it. version was was a fair old, fair old film, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, normally with these films, you'll probably get about another 10 minutes or so. So I don't know two 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 full two hours forty two hours fifty maybe it'll still be mm, less than Endgame wow. but yeah. yeah but I I don't know what the extended stuff is it's I've seen it I've seen it reported a few times but until they actually um until they actually uh, announce when it's coming out I guess we won't know too much on uh, on that uh, yeah. Did you? Uh, oh no, I was going to say, Peter. Did you see it? But it's not out yet. But uh, I believe there's a trailer dropping today. Yes, for Moon Knight, uh, I believe is it's meant. To, I think it's there's a playoff NFL game tonight. Yes, um, which I believe it's it's going to show at halftime during that. Um, the LA Rams are playing tonight in the in the playoffs, um, so I think they're playing it in the middle of that. Um, so yeah, we'll get to see after the little snippet we got for Disney Plus Day, and um, we'll get to see a full-length trailer this time. And it's due out apparently in March, I think they're saying now. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. So that will be. So that will start then before Mobius. Morbius. Morbius, yeah. Mobius is someone else. <laughs> that really Mobius is in Loki, yeah. Yeah, that really confused me when I'm watching Loki. I'm thinking, he can't be Morbius. Because he wasn't Morbius, he was Mobius. Why uh, why have such a similar Mobius and Mobius. <laughs> yeah. You say potato. Um I I don't know much uh about Moon Knight. 
I don't either, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> he's more of the darker side, which was never something I really read. Um, right. I kind of got that dark side from like the Amazing Spider-Man and things like that with Morbius being kind of the the darker side. And I don't even know that much about Ghost Rider, honestly, despite the fact that we've had various incarnations of him. Um, I know it's it's not really something I've touched on. Yeah, two crap films, an all right, now non-canon version as well. Touche. From Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But yeah, uh, I don't know so much about that side of the the Marvel Universe. I was more, when I was a kid, if I wanted to read something darker, I'd read Batman. Oh, I went to Spawn. Yeah. Yeah, that that also makes sense. Uh, Yeah, Moon Knight is a character that I is familiar in terms of appearance, but is not a character that I ever like really read yeah. comics about or, or anything like that. Um, Mr. D, have you, uh, have you started watching Book of Boba Fett yet? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm up to date on that. I've been, I've been watching each episode each week. Yeah. What about you, P-Dubs? Yep. Um, yeah, I'm up to date as well. Oh, just me then. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I've got mixed feelings about it. I, I'm enjoying it, and I, and I think, I think it's good, but there are still bits of it that I don't know are a bit, are a bit odd, really. For me, the... I thought the Mandalorian was a great new kind of. It was a different structure to what we'd seen from Star Wars previously. Yeah, it didn't yeah. and they've tried to replicate that with Boba Fett and. Exactly. I'm kind of like exactly. why you're just repeating yourself over and over again here. Think of something new. Well, it's, yeah, there's there's a scene in it, right? Which, and and like I said, I feel bad saying this because I do actually quite like it, and I'm I'm actually enjoying it. But just to give you an example of of what you've just said and and how I feel, there's a scene at the end of the I think it's at the end of the second episode where he's he's obviously been a, a prisoner of the Sand People and. You know, then he's then he's kind of won their trust, and then he's helped them, and then they've trained them. And and there's a scene at the end where he comes out of the tent in the black sun people robes, yeah. And the camera is like below him, looking up at him, and he stands there like he man. And the music's really dramatic, and it's exactly like the Mandalorian. They've copied that from the Mandalorian. It feels exactly the same kind of shot. Yeah. But he's not the Mandalorian and he's not in like this armor which looks kind of tough and badass. He's in these blooming black tatty robes and he's like a 60 odd year old guy and it, it just doesn't ring true. It's just slightly naff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they're, but they're trying to make it dramatic. They've got this big dramatic music and the big finish and you're like, nah, it's. It's just yeah. it's just not quite believable, really. And but, the but latest episode, the rest of it's um, quite good. Yeah, the latest episode um, relied heavily on Robert Rodriguez's previous directing experience of Spy Kids. I felt <laughs> yeah. one of his one of his best. Um, look, I'm going to come out Watching and say it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to come out and say it. Boba Fett before this series, anyway. He ain't that great. No, he isn't. Right? I've always felt that. No, uh, and I, I, I've never understood it. Like, 
his his kind of allure was always that the costume looked good. He never did anything mm. in Empire Return of the Jedi that made me think this is my favourite character. He just looked cool. That was it. That was the whole thing. And then it was made even worse by the prequels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The prequels really yeah, they because in the in the original trilogy he was a mystery figure. Right? That was that was part of the attraction, right? He was he was this faceless, silent, almost silent bounty hunter. And he was obviously very capable, you know, he managed to track the Millennium Falcon and, you know, this and that. And then and and so he was he was quite a mysterious, badass figure, but then the prequels kind of told a bit too much of his backstory and kind of weakened him a little bit and now to me this is just weakening him even further you know it would have been better to try and go back to the mysterious badass which is kind of what the mandalorian is you know you didn't see his face for most of the series and you know yeah i just it's a shame because i do think there's some good stuff in there there's some good dialogue some good scenes there's some pretty good pretty good story really um but yeah, they, they just haven't got the tone of it quite right. I don't think. I think the Mandalorian was too oh, yeah. good. That that that's its biggest problem, is that the Mandalorian was too good. Like we didn't, no one, even we were talking about it. No one stood there when it was first announced or when we, when we saw like the first pictures of the Mandalorian. No one stood up and said this is going to be amazing. You know. It was going to be a Star Wars TV show. How good could it be? It was only going to be, you know, subpar compared to the films. It ended up obviously being far, far better than we, you know, anyone really expected. But it does feel a little bit like a flash in the pan. Um, and I, th- I, I agree. I think, you know, we've obviously got um, Kenobi coming out uh, this year. Um, we've got other uh, other Star Wars se- uh, series that are on the agenda, like Andor. Um, these are characters mm. where you kind of you almost need them to be fleshed out. Boba Fett is not a character you need to be fleshed out. They'd already, as you said, with the the prequels, they'd already kind of ruined that anyway. So, you know, I don't think they're going to limit the damage that's already been caused. I've I've only watched the first. I'm go, I was gonna. I was planning to watch them all, like the rest of the series, once it all come out um, and get them done quite quickly. Um, and I enjoyed the first episode, but you know when you saw the first episode of Mandalorian, you was like, oh my god, you know it was so well crafted. And it ended on such a cliffhanger. Mm. Book of Boba Fett has didn't do that with the first episode for me, so I just thought I'll just wait till the other episodes are out and then, and then kind of blitz it. But I can save. I can save the book of Boba Fett. Two words. Baby Rancor. That's what it needs. It needs another baby. It'd be something. Well, it's, it's the first thing I could think of. I'm sure there's to be a better, fair, it'll probably be saved by Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of Grogu and everything. Um, the only thing, the only other thing I, I thought we, we should talk about because uh, it broke as is tradition, a few days after our last episode came out, um, was the announcement that the next Pixar film is coming straight to Disney+. Plus, Which I think is now the third time that we've said that. Yeah. Uh, Pixar 
have seemed to have been turned into a Disney Plus studio. I mean, it's not, officially. Um, but we had Soul, yeah. we've had Luca, and now we've got Turning Red uh, as the next film. Yeah. Now, I kind of... I think studios have been a little bit cagey with film releases of late. We we obviously uh, saw Morbius push back. There were rumours as to why they were pushed back. That was pushed back, but I'm I'm not really I'm not reading too much into that if I'm honest. Um, but studios have been you know slightly moving their release dates this year, possibly because of what's going on with Omicron at the moment. Um, but it just feels. I think a bit sad that you know this is the third Pixar film in a row to have gone to Disney Plus and like Luca before it, not even Premier Access. So when they did this with Raya last year, you know Raya had a very limited cinema release in certain parts of the world because they'd reopened, but for the most part it was Disney Plus via Premier Access. So. If you wanted to watch it, you had to pay. Premier Access didn't work. Well, I mean, you've got to believe that it, it didn't get a good response because if it if they'd made tons of money on it, they'd do it again, wouldn't they? I they can't have made they can't have made much money on it. Premier Access has has got to be a fine line because what Disney can't really afford to do is just stick everything on Premier Access and not mm-hmm. have the cinema backing because it needs that as well. You know, for shareholders, they still need to have, you know, box office returns and stuff like that. Plus as well, no matter which way you slice it, when you put a film on Premier Access, no matter how much money it makes, these films that they've put on there are costing hundreds of millions of dollars. So yeah. the film isn't going to make it back in the same way that it might have more of a chance of doing so at the box office. Um I- I heard an interesting thing on Jim Hill's um, animation podcast. Oh, did you now? I did. did. Um, And he he says that he that a lot of people aren't seeing as as a bad thing. Um, When Encanto was released, it didn't do that great. Toy sales weren't great for them, but when it appeared on Disney Plus, sales went through the roof because people just aren't going. Well, yeah, to the cinema to see things like that. Yeah, they're not. But then Spider Man, in you know, two just over two weeks, made one point six billion dollars. So you can't. Yeah, but again, you can't put that in the same category as an animated film. No, no, no. I know. But what I'm saying is, is that you can't turn around and say people aren't going to the cinema. No, what people but... are doing is being more picky about what they're seeing at the cinema. Yeah. And families Granted. aren't going. Except to see Spider Man, but yeah, no, I, I, I understand that point to an extent. Now, we discussed Encanto on the last episode, and I brought up the fact that it hadn't done that well at the box office, which is true. It hasn't done that well at the box office. Yeah. That is going to be partly down to, um, well, I put it down to two factors. Number one, like you say, people aren't going as they were to the cinema. That's true. But the second one is that before it came out. Disney announced it was coming out Christmas Day. So I couldn't go and see Encanto the weekend it opened because I was locked in with COVID. But by the time I was able to go back to the cinema, I didn't go and see Encanto 
because another couple of weeks and it was going to be on Disney Plus. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I thought, well, I could go and watch it on the big screen or I could just wait another two weeks and just watch it at home in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Not on a big screen, but, you know, I can watch it with my family at that point. So I think that's the problem as well. Now, with this film, that's not even getting that opportunity. If Disney turned around and said, we're going to release Turning Red on the 11th of March at cinemas, but it's going to be coming to Disney Plus on the 11th of April, or whatever, right? Then that's that's given it the same opportunity that they gave Encanto. But they haven't done that. They've just said it's going straight to Disney+. And that, to me, is the difference between the two. You know, you can look at Encanto and say, this is why, you know, they shouldn't have released it, that's why it didn't do very well. Is it really going to... Would it have killed them to have still released it at the cinema and also announce a Disney Plus, an earlier Disney Plus release for it a month later. You have you have to think about the leadership as well. Um, that it, it seems like Pete Doctor isn't going to stand up to anybody at this point. <laughs> he's just he's just letting them run riot over the top of Pixar, whereas the the animation studio seems like. They're going to fight for it at every turn. Um, Chapek's just a bit of a dick, really, as we've discussed. Um, no, I think the next like Pixar film will go to the cinema. Probably, yeah, because it'll be light year. Yeah, yeah. and it's a big be, summer blockbuster yeah, because it's a bigger. Yeah, but then also, hopefully, we'll be more out of COVID, and there'll be more people willing to go back to the cinema. Yeah, I, and I said I do understand that, but I still don't understand how they can release Ray at the cinema and put it on Disney Premier Access and release Encanto and announce a Disney Plus date, but for the Pixar films, they've not had that. I mean, Luca could have come out last summer at the cinema. By the time Luca came to Disney, and I can't even remember if it was June, I think it might have been June, that Encanto... Uh, that, um, Luca came to Disney Plus, but you can't tell me at that at that point most of the cinemas around the world were reopening or had reopened. They could have easily released that film. And the other problem as well is when they do release stuff on on Premier Access, Mister D, is that within hours that film's pirated. There's no stopping it. Once it's got a digital release, somebody will have found a way of sticking that onto file sharing sites and people will be able to have access to that within hours. That's something they just can't get a handle on. No, nothing you can do about it. No. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I can see some of Jim's logic, especially when it comes to merchandise. I get that. I mean, I've not seen any Encanto merchandise. And so that's a lie. I went into the Disney store the other day. I was in London. So I went to the Disney store the other day and they obviously had bits in there. But in like... I've seen a few pops, I think. Yeah. But that's about it. But like the Entertainer, um, I didn't see any Encanto merchandise in the Entertainer. Supermarkets aren't selling any 
uh, Encanto merchandise. I'd seen uh, merchandise for The Rise of Gru. Yeah. Which isn't even coming out to July. <laughs> seen that merchandise. But again, that's another one that was planned to come out years ago. So oh, it was the, it was June 2020. Yeah. 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 But at least that's getting, you know, they're giving that a proper cinema release still. Yeah. I think that will be going to Peacock. I think it's like 60 days after its cinema release or something stupid like that. So they've announced that as well, but you know, that's coming out in the summer. I just, I don't understand this logic of only sticking Pixar films for free on Disney Plus when you've at least tried to charge people for it elsewhere or given it a limited run. Mm. It just, yeah. As I said, I think it smacks of a lack of leadership at Pixar mm. to fight back. Pete Doctor's never been the most overbearing director as a when we've when we've seen him in interviews compared to Lasseter which I know you, you can't because of what happened but he they seem like they've gone down the easy route of hiring someone that's going to be quiet and do as he's told well you can you can compare them uh in a in a work sense yeah. in terms of like leadership of the studio that they're running and you know, Lester was very vocal. I mean, if you think back to when, uh, before Disney owned Pixar and they had that very public breakup um, yeah. when the deal was coming to an end and, and Iger kind of came in and smoothed it all over when um, What's-His-Face was on his way out. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, you, you can see that. It's very headstrong. But Pete Dotter, as, as you said, seems to be a very good director. Um seems to you know kind of green light good ideas and concepts but doesn't seem to have that leadership ability that you did get uh from a lesser time you don't uh, look you don't want someone like lesser running your studio if you know allegations like that are true yeah but you do if you're gonna be running something like that you need to run it as a leader not as a yes sir no sir yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which it appears and to that's be. How that's how it feels happening. like, yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. Um, Mr. D, anything else from you? I'll tell that as a no. Uh, P dubs, anything else from you? No. That, uh, the only other thing on top of what we were talking about at the, the top of this section was um, I don't know whether you saw the Mandalorian actually got shut down. Uh, season three was in the process of being filmed, and uh, because of the COVID outbreak in Los Angeles, they shut it down. Um, the yeah. telling point was uh, Pedro Pascal hasn't actually been on set yet. Um, he's off filming the Last of Us TV series, um, yeah. and his stunt doubles have been filling in. <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, we know yeah. historically that that's been the case anyway. Yeah. Um, and at least in the Last of Us, which I'm I'm very much looking forward to, having played. Uh, both games that uh, you will be seeing his face a lot more yeah. in The Last of Us. I don't remember him wearing a helmet for very large sections of the game. So, Mate, uh, as long probably... as he's better than he was in Wonder Woman 84. I loved him in Wonder Woman 84. But, <laughs> I mean, just because he seemed to be on on full on comedy mode, not because, uh, yeah. you know, of anything else. Um, and, yeah, that, that film's not great. Um, I, but saying that though, so Mandalorian may have got shut down, but did, did you see what has restarted production? 
No. Or about to Black Panther. Ah, yes, yes. Letitia Wright is uh, now fighting fit, apparently. Mm. Minus COVID jab. Well, we don't know that. Mm. We, I mean, she might have. She, she may not have. Still, we don't know. We know that's certainly what was delaying stuff in the past. Um, I think it's going to be. I, I wasn't after after Chadwick Boseman died. I can't say I was really still up for a Black Panther sequel. Yeah, you know, I I obviously had no issues with it being announced, but after his death, it did seem to be not. Um, not pointless, but certainly, I don't know, black cloud over it uh, because of, uh, you know, unfortunately what happened with him. So I think it's going to be interesting now with um, with how they're going to take this film, especially in light of, of the production of the film. Like, I wonder yeah. if the plans have now changed. It does seem like things have changed. And Bucko has now apparently taken a much larger role in this film than was originally planned. It's Winston Duke. Uh, Winston Duke, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're yeah. actually filming Letitia Wright stuff here in the UK. Oh. And she hasn't gone back out to the, the US. Ah. I just saw production resumed. I didn't I didn't see yeah. where it was. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, they're filming it here. Huh. Um, I did also see a rumour... Um, I, I don't know how much to read into this or not, but uh, I did hear a rumour that Storm might be becoming the next Black Panther. Which wouldn't be a massive surprise either, because in the comics she actually marries him. Yes. So it wouldn't be a, a massive surprise, and I certainly wouldn't be surprised if she's not introduced in this this film. Right. That, that's possibly where we see our first mutant, or MCU mutant, we won't yes. go into the the rumors, the multiple rumors of uh, mutants appearing in multiverse of madness. Holy cow! So I saw a poster the other day of somebody that had put together a list of what we might see in multiverse of madness, and I was a bit taken aback because I wasn't expecting it's, it's some of those ridiculous. Names. Absolutely much, ridiculous. You keep your ear to the ground a lot more on this kind of stuff. How much yeah. of, of that could possibly be true? I I think there's quite a lot of it that is true. I think there's some of it's an absolute load of bollocks as well. But <laughs> um, like fucking Tom Cruise playing Iron Man, who believed that was ever actually going to happen? Oh well, no, it was. Um, it was in the nineties. It was meant to. He was meant to be a variant in this film, and I'm like, it's not going to happen. Tom Cruise is not going to be in it. Some of it, like I'm convinced Hugh Jackman's in it. Right. Um. If you anybody saw the picture of him when he got his booster jab and was absolutely jacked, why like can't he'd be we... training to play Wolverine again? Or maybe that was an, an adverse reaction to the COVID jab. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get that from my booster, but maybe I no, got the wrong no, one. I certainly didn't either. Um, <laughs> so what? Why? Why can we have got Do Gray Scott as Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. We should have had um, that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still not convinced on the John Krasinski rumour that he is playing Reed for like five minutes and then they're going to kill him off. Oh, I um, saw I saw him... I read somewhere of him being Captain America. Well, there's, there's that rumour as well. Yeah. Um, but then there was rumours that he's playing Reed as well for five minutes. Um, there was all sorts of random rumours. 
Um, there's rumours that Nick Cage is back as Ghost Rider. Um, Wesley Snipes is Blade again. <laughs> I mean, they're literally I, just going through everything. I mean, at this point, the only thing I want Nick Cage to do anything near the MCU is Spider Man Noir. Yeah, exactly. I don't want. To, I don't want to see him as anything else. But uh... <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, there, there's some that are pretty much confirmed. Um, just from artwork that's that's leaked out, like Patrick Stewart being back as Professor X. Um, I think is pretty much a done deal. I mean, um, I I mean, obviously, we'll have the Lego sets ruin it all for us within <laughs> a matter of uh, weeks, I imagine. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I, I've been intrigued by this because I like the first Doctor Strange. Uh, I need to rewatch it actually because I got it. I got a three D copy bought for me for Christmas because I'd never seen it in three D. I thought it looked quite good um, to see it that way. So I do want to go and rewatch it, but I wasn't that fussed. I, I, I obviously pretty much go and see any Marvel film that comes out, but I wasn't that fussed about it. And then the trailer come out, and I was like, okay, this looks pretty good. And then I saw this list, and I was like, whoa. And then. I was watching a thing today about Sam Raimi and, and Spider-Man 3 and, and what went wrong uh, with regards to that, which, I mean, a lot of it I knew anyway, but it was interesting to still hear some of these comments later on. And, you know, that, that slightly worries me a little bit because was that just lightning in a bottle? Like, Sam Raimi's a bit of an odd director. Like, when yeah. he nails something, he nails it, but quite often he really goes swinging and and hits hits no balls so yeah you know it's a big it's a big there's a big responsibility for this film i think yeah uh that's there so i hope he's uh hope he's up to the task but uh not long to find out because we've only got till may yes there you go so and apparently they're testing it at the moment oh so there are there are some leaks that are, are coming through at the moment. Not loads, but just a few small ones. They used to get some of that magic tape. You know that <laughs> stuff that you know you, you like they used to demo it on T V where yeah. they'd have a hole in a bucket and they just whack this tape on, it would stop the water coming out. Yeah. Uh, that oh, that's the metaphorical version, obviously. Um right. Uh, I think in that case, uh We'll drop this episode to a close. Uh, thank you, P Dubs. Lovely to have you back thank on board. Uh, thank you, Mister D. Okay, still not there. He <laughs> says he's there, so he's either yeah. asleep or he's taking the dog for a walk. I don't know which, but it doesn't matter. And uh, Craig, dis- I don't know if anyone noticed Craig disappeared. <laughs> Craig disappeared after what about an hour? I think. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Craig, by the way. That's Mr. D. I was talking, but I was talking, but I've got this new headset that I'm using this week for the first time. There's a mute button on my phone, and there's a mute button on the actual cable itself. And I must have like elbowed the mute button. I didn't realise. There's a little light on it, but it was under. It was like under my arm. So I was chatting away quite happily. Thought, why is nobody talking back to me? Hello. Yeah, you. Hmm. Oh dear! Listen to everything that's been going on. This, this right anyway, here is yeah. exactly what makes this show work, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, we haven't actually. So uh, next week is our Patreon show. Um, we didn't pick our films. No. We so didn't. is what was it? V. 
Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask everyone yeah. now. So if you can uh, go and pick your V's for me uh, for us to watch, I will put the uh, poll up on Patreon just after this episode drops or once I've got responses from everybody. Um, and then uh, that will be coming out towards the end of January. And uh, we will see you at the beginning at the beginning of February, where hopefully Kate will be back. I think, is she due back this yeah. week? I think she is, isn't she? Must be. Yeah, yeah she must be. be. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so hopefully... Got, was it the fifth? Something like that. Yeah. Well, that's flown by. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah. uh, I think the show after that, we're going to have Tom uh, Armin on as well, who, uh, if you haven't listened to his stuff, we've done episodes nice. with him before, does Disney music. Uh, he's got mm. a new... Uh, album out so he wants to come on to talk about that so we will have him on uh so yeah a few pack shows coming up uh but thank you very much and we'll see you in a couple of weeks bye bye here we go This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.